Rob, I really want to talk to you about the Steam Deck. I know it's at the bottom of our list, but can we put? No, go on. I can tell you're excited. We can talk about it now. I if do you want. want to. There's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here. Lots of interesting stuff, including wow, clothing. We've got we've got fashion. We've got Max. We've got we've got automation, and we've got video games. This is a this is what they call a banger, I think, in the UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is we're, we're hitting all of the uh, all of the podcast topics in one we, go. We today. are. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a, call it a banger before <laughs> we even get started. Practically, but but here's the thing about the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is, of course, the portable handheld PC gaming device that was announced about a week ago, I guess, by Steam. Funny enough, that is. It's basically like looks a little bit like a Switch, but it's a lot chunkier. It has a PC chip in it and SSD storage, and it runs games from Steam. It runs, you know, PC video games. Now, I'm actually very skeptical about this because, one, I don't think a lot of PC games are particularly well built for a screen that size, and it's actually going to be smaller than the screen of the Switch OLED that's coming out towards the end of the year. And this isn't coming out until at the beginning. Some of them are coming out at the end of the year, and some of them might actually come out next year, I think, depending on the storage capacity and type you get. But it's the screen's smaller. It's 720p. Um, what else? It. I'm not sure. You know, I know that developers can target different types of devices with the same game, ver- you know, same code, and have slightly different graphics and text and things per game. But I'm not convinced that this is going to be particularly that most that a lot of games are really built with anything close to this small of a screen in mind, which might make it harder to play these games. Plus, the thing is just chunky and it has a million different little input methods. It's got the usual stuff you find on, you know, on a on a console controller or a handheld device. Plus, it's got uh, little trackpads like thumb trackpads right under the under the thumbsticks, which there's a lot going on in this thing. And I, I haven't seen, I, I got to admit, I haven't read a ton about it, but I do wonder whether the thing's going to run hot, whether it's going to be powerful enough to play games at a frame rate and that kind of thing that, that people will find acceptable and whether it's going to be readable, all those things. So I have not ordered one. Have you ordered one, Rob? No, good heavens, no. You, um, this is you know who did? <laughs> Federico immediately bought one, and I gave him a hard time about it because I was like, this thing could really be terrible. Yeah. I, I, see, I look at something like this, and like you, I mean, I feel like the problem is if you've got something like a Switch, right? You, you go buy a Switch, whether it's the, the old one or the new OLED model or whatever, you buy that Switch, and you know that it's like it's going to play any switch game that gets released right. like ever pretty much because that's the that's sort of like you know one of the advantages quote unquote of consoles is that if that game gets re- if a game gets released at the beginning of the cycle or right at the end you still know it's going to play on that original hardware but how how long is this steam deck going to sort of support the latest games right. i mean they they sort of kept showing control 
in all of these videos <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, well, Control's already a few years yep, old. I mean, not, it's not... Do you know what I mean? This isn't like a top-end game no, anymore. No, it's not. And these things aren't coming out until the end of the year or beginning of next year. And this technology on for PC gaming changes very, very quickly compared to a console. So it's a little, it's a little hard. I mean, I, I think conceptually, I think the idea is fantastic. I, I'm not surprised, though, that it's never really been, been done successfully in the past. Yeah, and I don't really think I don't think Steam have a particularly good reputation for doing hardware. They had <laughs> True. the weird controller with the touchpad. They they had like a it was it was like a con it was a it was a PC, but it was like supposed to be treated like a console. It had like a big TV mode thing. It was like a little yeah, I remember like that. a small yeah. mini sort of box that was a few years ago. And like, where's that now? I don't think I ever even met anybody who'd even considered buying one, let alone heard of it. Um, and I feel like this is in the same scenario. Like I, I can understand that you know, somebody like Federico, who is fairly interested in like game preservation, emulation, and stuff like that, like this is going to be an incredible bit of hardware to do emulation. But there's also a million other ways of doing that. <laughs> you don't have to spend two, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, to that, do it. that is very true. I mean, yeah, I've got a you know a little handheld Linux-based emulator console that's great. Uh, and it's it was a lot cheaper than that. It was like I don't know, one hundred and fifty dollars. I want to say something like that. And I can play all sorts of um, Nintendo ROMs on it. It came with a whole bunch of them already loaded on it. And y- yeah, I mean, this is these are obviously not necessarily built particularly for Nintendo games, but you could run emulation on it and do just about whatever you want, and run Windows if you want, and do a bunch of different things. It'll be. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I'm I'm not super interested in it. I did pre-order uh, an OLED version of the Switch because just the idea of a bigger screen that's crisper and and better colors that makes a big difference to me because I when I do play it, I play it handheld for the most part. So I I do want to get that. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's quite a year for handhelds because you know I guess too we should mention the play date is gonna go on pre-order tomorrow it's at noon my time i'm not sure uh-huh. so around 6 p.m your time uh and, and 10 a.m yep. pacific i think is what it is i think those times are right but i'm really looking forward to that i mean they gave a hands-on to i think the verge and ars technica and polygon and maybe ign and a few other places and everybody seems to really like it the build quality is supposedly really good there was less said about the games. I think that Panic is wisely trying to keep that stuff more of a surprise still, except for that kind of game that they launched it with, which is the, I forget, it's like the robot trying to go out on a date or something where you crank and he, and he moves uh-huh. through the timeline. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. I am going to try to pre-order one. I am afraid that they have. There's going to be incredible demand for this. I think they're building twenty thousand at at the get go, and they're not going to have limited pre-orders. They're just going to let people keep ordering, and they'll it'll just you know stack up the 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 ship date will just stack up and and move out as time goes on, and they'll give people refunds. But if they don't want to wait, but I do think that it's going to there's going to be a lot of demand for it right out of the right out of the gate and I'm I'm looking forward to it. There's so much going on with handheld gaming right now. It's pretty amazing. 
yeah, the 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 play date is way more interesting to me than the the yeah, Steam Deck. Same, same I here. mean, the Steam Deck is. I I would bet money on it. The Steam Deck won't get a version two. Um, th- th- there will be nothing mm-hmm. like this. This will come out, and in a couple of years, it will be. I oh, remember the Steam Deck. That that was a fun thing. Um, whereas I think the Play Date actually has. I mean, it's got it's, it's unique. It's an interesting new thing. And the Steam Deck is is really not that interesting. It's just a PC that you can happen to play handheld although i imagine it's going to be pretty heavy so yeah i think it is going to be heavy i i I, you know i haven't really again i haven't spent a lot of time looking at the specs but it does look awfully chunky and the the play date is so tiny i mean i think it'll be it's not going to be like a replacement for any other kind of gaming you might be interested in but it's a nice supplement to it and i think they're going to be some interesting innovative uh, indie games, which are the kind of games that I like to play anyway. So I'm, I, I also just like the idea of the games being delivered to me automatically once a week during the season because it's it's just a little thing to look forward to that you can, whatever day that is that it comes in, you can play around with a new game for a week and then have something new to try after that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I say, I just think it's more interesting. Um, so, you know, I hope you're able to get one in the first batch, but I mean, who knows? I think it's hard to, you say 20,000 to me, but I'm not, I really have no sense of how many people, um, you know, are, are going to go right, buy one right. of these. So, I, I assume that what they did is um, they had people sign up for an email list and there are probably rules of thumb about how many people who sign up for an email list for a pre-order notification will actually buy and that they based it at least in part off of that. But, you know, who knows? I mean, this is really their first time doing hardware. So that, you know, there's uh, who knows if they if they guessed right or not. I think I would assume that the inclination would be to be conservative so they don't get stuck with a bunch of inventory. But, you know, you know, who knows? We'll we'll have to see, I guess. Um, Yeah, physical hard physical products are uh are difficult so you know good, good luck to them I, I hope they've you know sort of managed yeah, to so get I'm, it right i'm avoiding digital i'm avoiding physical products for now i'm sticking with digital for as long as i possibly can um so rob you have to tell me about what you've been doing with alfred because we linked to your alfred thing in club max stories newsletter last week because i checked it out and it was pretty cool but why don't you explain what what you're doing with reminders and alfred uh, yeah, so th- I mean, I've been using reminders. Uh, reminders. I've been using Alfred for. I kind of got checked my license like seven years or something, um, and I, I pretty much use it for everything. Yeah, I do you know, too. like launching apps, finding folders, you know, all of Did that kind of stuff. Clipboard? I use. I've been using that a lot more lately. Oh yeah, the clipboard manager say, saves me. I don't know twenty times a day <laughs> yeah. easily. Um, and, and it's not even about saving me at this point. It's like I'm aware that if I copy something, I can just find it later. Right, right. Because um, I have the clipboard to save. I think it saves about three months worth mm-hmm. of stuff. So um, I, I can al- almost always find anything that that I remember copying at least. So I I can't even remember. I, th- I think I downloaded Raycast, which is like a new uh, launcher. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Um, it's sort of like an Alfred competitor. It's they got like you know a gajillion dollars in funding for some reason. I'm not, I don't, I'm really not sure what the business plan is there, but um, and, and it's pretty nice. Like it's, it feels like as if Alfred was launched today. I think Raycast is what yeah, it would my be. My sense is they're a little developer-y um, focused too. Like they have integrations that are very developer oriented with things like GitHub, maybe. 
It, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I downloaded it just to try it out because somebody had mentioned it. And I saw they had this remind. They've got uh, reminders and a calendar integration, um, so you can tick off upcoming reminders. You can create new ones and stuff like that. And I sort of started looking around for. Um, for, for one, for Alfred, because I figured, well, Alfred's been around for years. Reminder's been on the Mac for what five years or mm-hmm. something like that, maybe six. Um, and there's a few around now. The the easiest thing you can do with Reminders is set up a script to create one. Right. Um, that's sort of like the the bare minimum you can do. And there's, I probably found about five of these workflows for Alfred that I could just create a reminder. Um, or create a calendar event. And I was like, that's really not what I want. I want to see upcoming yeah. ones. I want to mark them off. Because um, if all I'm doing is creating them, that's really not that helpful. What do they use? Um, they use Apple Script so, for these other ones, or are they using some other method to create the new the new reminders? Yeah, most of the ones that I found were just using Apple Script because right. you that's can what I figured. you can basically just just you can just do like tell reminders create reminder or whatever with you know with a string and it will sort of do all the parsing mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i thought no, do you know what i can do this you know raycast have done it they've got upcoming reminders you can tick them off you can create new ones i thought this can't be this hard um and i sort of keep in mind i've never written swift mm-hmm. um i've not written objective c i've not done an ios app so i'm i'm not in the slightest bit familiar with the apis at all um, and, and I tried a bunch of different stuff. I tried Apple Script, and um, it, eventually I found a command line tool. I think it's called Reminders CLI, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was fairly basic. It would just give you a list of your reminders, but they weren't ordered by date. Um, I think it just had completion, and it would just do like a default list. Um, so I took that code and started changing it so that it would like order stuff, and I could get you know, all of my reminders rather than just from one specific list. Um, and, and like the next thing I know, like the, the code's like barely recognizable <laughs> from what this guy had originally right. done. Um, you know, and I'm on Twitter complaining about um, event kit reminder <laughs> URLs because apparently this is the thing that doesn't work. And I'm like, what has happened? I was just trying to build a little <laughs> <Right>. workflow to. <laughs> um, and then I built a calendar version because the APIs are essentially the same like behind the scenes a reminder um just extends a a calendar event um so it it just has some extra properties but it is still just a calendar event so the the code for getting reminders or getting calendar events is pretty much the same um so i released a workflow for that as well for calendar events and i now have a third one i'm working on which merges the two into one and um it will like open up a just a web page which is like your overview of the day oh that's nice um, of your events and reminders um i want to get it right so i've (laughs) i haven't just sort of rushed to release this one um because i've had to upgrade i've had to change the cli again and uh, make a lot of changes in alfred and i've been learning a lot about alfred workflows because i've been doing these like hacky workarounds and i'm like oh there's actually utility to do this Mm -hmm. thing that i'm doing um because alfred workflows it can be fairly powerful. I mean, it, it it sort of looks like you're just doing a lot of if and else yeah. statements, um, but th- but there's a lot going on there. Like they've really done a good job at at the um, the editor for workflows. Well, that's interesting. I've not spent a lot of time with workflows. I mean, I've made a few very simple ones in the past, but it's always struck me as one of those things that I probably should get more involved in. And I think 
One of the things that to me is really interesting about shortcuts coming to the Mac is the integration that's going to be possible with apps like Alfred and others that are already there doing this kind of, you know, deep automation on the Mac because anything that, you know, you can run shortcuts with AppleScript. So anything that can support AppleScript, whether it's Hazel or Alfred or Keyboard Maestro or whatever it is, can already run shortcuts even if they haven't, you know, the developer hasn't decided to officially integrate it in kind of a a native sort of way into their own code. You can still run it via AppleScript. So I think it's going to be interesting because it just extends what the possibilities are because there are things in shortcuts that are probably a little more difficult to deal with. And one of the things that when I saw your your workflow that you created, one of the first things that struck me about it is I wonder if some of what you're doing could be done instead of using a command line tool with the shortcuts um, actions. And I need to take a closer look at whether that's possible. It's like on my to-do list for part of the review is to look at what is it about, what is in reminder in shortcuts for as far as reminders actions and are they working on the Mac yet? Because one of the, I'll tell you, one of the things about shortcuts on the Mac, I haven't spent an enormous amount of time with it yet because so much of it is still broken. Um, everything's really buggy right now on the betas. It always is with shortcuts. And it's, you know, <laughs> to be expected. But I, like, was building a shortcut the other day. And it's so, you, know, you get to the point where you're not sure if what you're trying to do, if you're doing something wrong or whether you're hitting a bug. And that can be hard to tell sometimes with shortcuts since there's no, you know, there's not really meaningful logging or or other kind of um, you know checkpoints or any other kind of developer tools for debugging uh, debugging a shortcut there are some things you can do and some tips and tricks that you can employ but it is pretty hard to do that yeah that, that sounds really neat I like I like the idea so with the calendar and and reminders integration you said you're publish you're doing a web page so are you are you just gen- are you generating a static web page and displaying it in Safari? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just taking all of the data um, and I generate it to like a temporary HTML mm-hmm. file and just open that HTML file in the default awesome. browser. Um, so it's so it's not dynamic sure. or anything like that. I mean, if you if you reran it after you'd marked some stuff, it would mm-hmm. change. Um, but it's just one of those things where um, it's kind of just quite nice to sort of open it and I can see everything. Because um, generally I have a bunch of reminders set in the morning, like when I first sure. get up and then I mark those off, but I'll still have stuff going on throughout the day. Um, and speaking of reminders, I not reminders, shortcuts, I did look at the, the command line tool and I do have a workflow for running shortcuts from Alfred, mm. um, which I can't test because I don't have... Uh, Monterey installed anywhere, so I I will send it to you, and you should be able to run them. And I think there's also a view option on the command line tool, uh-huh. um, so I think you can alt enter and, and I'll send it over to you when I when I get a chance. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, it must it must be doable. I'm basically guessing at this point because there's no way I'm installing it right, right now. Right. It's surprisingly stable, but it is you know I mean. I say that, and yet, you know, Safari's been crashing on me a couple of times a day at least. Maybe not with this this fourth beta. Beta 3, it was crashing quite a bit, but I've had beta 4 on my machine for the last 24 hours, and I don't think Safari has crashed. So maybe I'm in, maybe it's in the clear now. We'll see. Um, 
But speaking of Safari, this is what they call a segue, Rob. That was amazing. That was yes, perfect. Yes, you have something Absolutely in here about perfect. Snow Leopard Safari Five being rebuilt in Swift UI. What's that all about? I haven't. I hadn't seen this. Oh yeah, this this is fun. I'm not sure where I, I think somebody in a Slack or a Discord posted this. Um, but yeah, somebody has painstakingly built an exact replica of Safari Five from Snow Leopard. Wow. Um, but obviously just with a normal webkit view so i can load mac stories which is what i loaded up and like <laughs> i could load my website and everything's wow. fine um so and it has like the blue loading bar across the address you know where it sort of fills up oh, yeah. the whole address bar uh like it used to um yeah i mean i don't think it's you know, I, nobody's going to switch to this as their real browser um but it yeah it's just sort of a fun little thing or you can just download it and run it and probably do what i did and load up like two websites and go yeah this is cool uh, <laughs> there's not really a lot else you could do you know it's like an interesting sure, proof of concept sure. but it's really i don't think there's a lot of yeah, use there there, there to be is had. somebody who created an i an ios 6 replica out of swift ui that's a beta that is floating around that you can get and it's pretty amazing too a lot of the a lot of the apps that have been recreated in swift ui from ios 6 have been recreated and actually work i mean last time i tried it i haven't tried it in at least a month last time i tried it some things didn't work but i know that there have been updates coming out so it's pretty interesting what people are doing with some of the swift ui i mean i it's something that i've talked to developers about a lot over the last several months and people are very excited about swift ui in general but i think also at the same time often a little bit frustrated by it because it's still as far as it's come there are some hard limitations that that are hard to get used to if you're coming from you know uh i don't know traditional ios programming yeah definitely definitely i mean it's something i think i'd a little play around with it when it was released um and, and i've got a few ideas floating around i mean now i've written a little bit mm -hmm. of swift i'm like wow well, i'm basically a mac developer are. at this point uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean i think the point as soon as i started complaining about apis being broken on on twitter i think that was me done right yeah, like, you've become you've become that's official the threshold there's no doubt you're a cranky mac developer now which is a very specific breed of programmer but uh yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's that's really cool so Another one that you've kind of slipped in on me here, Rob, is that Pizza Hut is doing clothing. I mean, this this is big news. How did I? I must, you know, I don't know where I've been living, but I've I've missed this somehow. Well, the, I mean, this this is an article that came out. Oh, it was actually yesterday, oh, right. uh, but I only saw it this morning. I literally saw it like maybe two hours, three hours before oh my we recorded gosh, this stuff. <laughs> I just opened up this picture. Yeah, I mean, it is glorious they've got they've got a track suit <laughs> they um they've got it looks like a red and white checked tablecloth right exactly they've got kind of just as an aside sliders they're called i used to do these are just flip-flops yes. aren't they i don't sliders appears to be a new word for these and i, I actually bought some not these piece oh, okay. of hot ones um <laughs> the, the other day but I, I went to the shop and i, I needed some flip-flops and i was like it just said sliders, everyone. I'm like, why do we have a new word for this? This is this, they're just flip flops. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, everybody needs a new word. They don't really need a new word. This this is amazing. So there's, I guess there's a the options are plastic. Now see, 
these are very much this is the old school Pizza Hut logo that probably dates back to I don't know at least the seventies in the U.S. and I was not a big Pizza Hut person growing up, but I do remember going to a Pizza Hut once or twice, and they had these exact kind of red plastic glasses for you know drinks that you would if you were eating at the Pizza Hut, and then this these the tracksuit is based off the logo, which is I guess a a Pizza Hut box with a check tablecloth motif or something. It, uh, I- I think is that not supposed to be one of those like weird like oh, glass ceiling right. things that they have yes, in restaurants? Yes, it's a stained glass lamp. You are correct. I think that that is absolutely what that is. Rob. Yes, that's the thing I was thinking of. I was like, I know it's on a ceiling. What am <laughs> yeah, I thinking of? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. It looks like there's some jewelry here, but it's very hard to see in this picture what exactly that is a picture of. Uh, if I, if you. Permit me to click for a moment. It is a pizza oh, necklace. It's a slice of pizza. Isn't um, it? It's. I mean, it's beautiful. It's. Uh, it's only twenty dollars. <laughs> um, it is. It's uh, bejeweled pepperonis. Um, well, I mean, what you have. To, this who, is what you give someone special in your life? There's no doubt about it. Right. I mean, you know, if you've, if you've got a wife or a friend, you know, a close friend, I think. I think it's important that if it's a close friend, you can buy them this pizza yeah, chain can, and they'll yeah, be very happy with you. You wouldn't just buy this for somebody you just met last week. No, this is this is, this is a serious relationship happening here if you've given the, the pizza necklace. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, th- I mean, I saw this article and I thought, well, this is this is great. I mean, we're recording today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's good. Where do you go to get these things? Do they Oh, there's a place, there's PizzaHutShop.com. And they that call- is correct, yeah. And, and it's all, it all seems fairly reasonably priced, oh, to be honest. The, they call it the Tasteware Collection. Makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, look at look at this couple here at the top, though, in their tracksuits. Yeah. Like that could that could be oh, us, could John. Be. That could, that could be, be us. Out the town, yeah, we'll go. We'll go out. Oh boy, look at those two. Yeah, we'll we'll go down to the pub in our tracksuits and and have a have a pint and uh, maybe even maybe wear our, our pizza necklaces. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, matching matching, matching pizza yes, necklaces. Yes. Uh, I think we'd end up in 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 the jail that if, or something. I don't know. I don't think we would be let into a into a respectable establishment dressed like that. I, I, yeah, I think find um, a dive bar. Gen, generally, you assume the fashion police aren't real, but I think in this case, they they may have something they to do would, with they it. Would come out of retirement <laughs> just for us. Oh man! Well, the hut shop. That's very. That's that's very interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this more carefully after we're done recording. And who knows? Maybe by the fall, I will be lounging around my home, working on a story for Mac Stories, and wearing my Pizza Hut tracksuit. Well, there you go. I think that's that's something to look forward to. Isn't yes. it? That's nice. <laughs> I'll take pictures. If it happens, there'll be pictures. No doubt about it. It's a, it's a hundred dollars for that tracksuit. They're not they're not, they mean they mean Ooh. they mean business for the tracksuit. Um, yes, they do. Wow. I don't know how much the shoes are. See now I'm now I'm yeah they they say they're slides. This the shoes are twenty five. That's a little more respect. That's a little more easy to swallow. That's yeah. That's that seems pretty reasonable. <laughs> anyway, well, I anyway think we have exhausted <laughs> our exhaustive list of topics. As I expected, it was a complete and total banger. 
as they all are, really. Oh, oh absolutely. It's all yeah. about that. <laughs> so I guess we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Yes, we will right. indeed. I'll talk to you later, Rob.